0: When you think about business competition, where are you focused? Your town, your state, across the country? You need to be concerned with competitors around the world. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today, you'll hear about the mega trends in global business and how they affect your organization, as well as explore issues, solutions, and some amazing facts about business worldwide. Now, here is your host, Mahesh Joshi.
1: Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We have our guest, James J.R. Klein today, and we are discussing a topic which has impacted us immensely in last year or so, and has created ripples, which will go for a long time in our lives in the future. We have seen the impacts of pandemic, we all were encountered with a situation which was unheard of. Multiple crises descended on us with the pandemic, health crisis, financial crisis, demand side crisis, and supply side crisis all together. But the most important part which was to be taken care of was the human life because human life is so precious and you can't do much without human being in our society today. So it was the most important part now taking care of the health and safety of employees, as well as keeping the economic part of our society running for survival. What we saw in pandemic, the leadership qualities, the traits, the behaviors, the skill sets which came to the forefront to manage the situation, to keep people connected, to keep them motivated, to keep the morale high, keep them engaged and do not allow them to let the negative impacts of what was happening all across the globe in their daily and professional lives. We have today to discuss empathy, the most important part which came to the forefront during the pandemic and why. It will be such an important trait in the future and why the definition of leadership and why the the necessary traits needed to lead successfully have changed permanently to lead in a post-pandemic world. And I have with me James J.R. Klein talking about it. Uh, J.R. is a renowned author. He is an Oxford published author. He is a very sought after speaker. And he is one of the experts on such a subject on which he has done research called leadership. And he has done extensive studies on how people behaved during the pandemic and how the various leaders reacted to the situation, what worked, what didn't work. JR is the principal beyond being the uh, uh, author of an Oxford published book of JR Global LLC, a consulting firm dedicated to facilitating global transformation through local initiatives that strengthen markets by addressing barriers to access by local residents. His focus is facilitating systemic change in the areas of water, energy, education and health. He also serves as the CEO Emeritus of Finance Fund in Ohio, USA, statewide social impact community development financial institution that moves public and private capital into low-income communities to improve the quality of life for people. He specializes in revival of local communities by centering on visionary leadership, attractive business climates, strengthening the workforce, and public-private collaboration. Mr. Klein's expertise in organizational management and leadership, strategic planning, cultural integration, and performance and measurement is recognized worldwide. Hi, JR.
2: Hey, Mahesh. How are you?
1: I am good, and uh, thank you for uh, joining today for the discussion. very interesting topic which uh, all of us are getting impacted with global business definitely is but beyond that the individual impact is massive from the pandemic now people talk about various styles of leadership what leadership should do in various situations maybe call situational leadership but pandemic opened many different fronts for leadership to manage and the most important part for the human life, because you can have a business only when you have people around you, uh, somebody to buy your product, somebody to sell a product, somebody to make a product or service. So what came to the forefront from most of uh, the academia or the business world that, listen, this is the time uh, we have to realize the value of empathy because the mental stress, the trauma of, we all going through the pandemic itself was uh, hurting us and uh, the companies which took the best care of people got the best results and they found the continuity in their business much better than others. Now, Jair, I know you personally has been and have been in the past involved with and in the present and I I hope you continue in future uh, doing some research on the people side uh, I think uh, you were par- you're were you part of uh, um, uh, looking at the book which came in, Kindness and Leadership, because I heard you last time on that. So I thought maybe why not uh, we have a discussion on the role of empathy in leadership, especially in tough times like the pandemic, where multiple crises have unfolded together. So just wanted to uh, take your thoughts, uh, what you would like to share with our listeners, that how important it is, and uh, enduring research that you have done, if you have found something uh, which uh, some businesses are doing, some example, it will be wonderful.
2: Well, uh, that's, a, that's a very, uh, we call it poignant and uh, very interesting line of thinking. When we began to think about uh, a sort of an inclusive approach to our leadership uh, rather than, I would call it uh, maybe a hierarchical approach uh, to leadership. Uh, when we begin to believe that everybody uh, thinks the same way as we do, or we begin to surround ourselves with people that think the same way we do. We find ourselves in a very precarious position. And now I say this as kindly as I can, but it seems as though over the past several decades, and maybe maybe longer than that, uh, even some of the, the the theory of leadership in business really began to be more segregational than it was. Uh, um, inclusive uh beginning to think of how do you how do you make the most uh, profit out of out uh, of your activities and and how do you ensure that that your shareholders are going to uh, benefit for you know at the at the maximum amount and and when we do that and i'm not i'm not I'm not uh, pretending that it's not important to make the, make the capital. You stay in business by doing that. You, you stay in business by keeping your shareholders uh, happy. But you also lose out on, on a, a big resource that you have. And, and that is uh, one of the things that my research has, has told me this whole idea about um, uh, assessment of risk and uh, being able to uh, have a different idea, a different stream of thinking about what that means. Um, We have a tendency uh, when we begin to think higher, uh, 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 think um, uh, in a uh, uh, hi- hierarchical um, uh, terms, uh, that um, whatever we decide to do as as management, as senior management, it's got to be the right answer. Uh, the reality is, it isn't always the right answer, unless. And that is that we actually have to uh, uh, vertically integrate uh, the the voices that we listen to, not just horizontally, but vertically. And so you have to go to the places where, where much of the impact of what you're doing in production or in marketing or in sales, you have to go to those points. Get close to the customers so we can understand what the customers are doing. Okay, yeah. and that—that that is people. So at the beginning of this, uh, the, the the very the the very basic frame of what we do in business um, has to begin to think about our customers, think about people, and not just. Our, our customers in business are not just the people we're selling to, but they're also the people that work for us. <laughs> you know, very true. Um, we're, we're, we're providing service to them also. And so, and we have to begin to think about that, um, about the people at the very beginning and not after we have already gone down the roadways and always listen, listen, listen. Uh, to those voices, so we can make better decisions. So that's 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 the beginning. That's that's the first thing I would like to point out. Sure,
1: and 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 as you rightly said, that's very very important. And we saw uh, during the pandemic that how important was uh, the compassion and and empathy, and how compassion during the times when you could not. Uh, even meet with each other, because they were physical distance, it uh, uh, it kind of helped people to feel less isolated, less disconnected, less anxious, to be very frank, less depressed about the whole, whole environment. And, you know, that feeling, uh, that that helps people to work together. It keeps the morale up, and, and people, and everybody, as a human being, we work better towards Uh, solutions to social problems, because uh, COVID-19 just did create that. There were A lot of social problems came because of it, because it was creating stress. So empathy became so important, and coupled with how do you take care of people? So now compassion came into play also. Did you see uh, in your research in some of the organizations, uh, they were or most of the organization were doing it similarly or differently or something unique uh, came up?
2: Uh, isn't, it, isn't it interesting how, um, how uh, sort of aggressively disruptive this pandemic was? You know, we talk about hier- hierarchical structures and, and really the pandemic, as it began and began to uh, unfold and expose itself into the market, really changed the way we worked, period. I mean, it was like overnight. We were, we were moved into the future. You know, uh, you and I have been talking about the idea of the changes in workforce, changes in business model for, for years. And uh, it becomes a very slow process, but here comes the pandemic. Uh, it's, it is, um, it is, it's, comes on us quickly uh, it's the it's the epitome of a, of a of a game changing event that that's here, and and so what you see is you see that the business models absolutely change almost overnight. You can't even you can't go to work, uh, and so you 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 but you still. Uh, and when you can't go to work, you can't get your people to work. You can't you can't have people in your production facility. You can't do a lot of things. And so, the way leadership responded to that was very, very interesting. Uh, in, in my research, shows that some people did a terrible job at it. They just they they could not make the change in thinking. They couldn't take those steps. Uh, to, to move to uh, a different way of thinking about what they were doing. They were very very symmetric, uh, symmetrical in their thinking. They, they had their, their, here is this one problem that we have, and it's got to be solved this way. It's just just one way that it's going to be solved. The reality is is the people that actually, the businesses that actually fared better in this, were people that thought asymmetrically. They thought about all the possibilities, all the different options that they had as they began to move into the pandemic and through the pandemic. And you began to see some very interesting um, approaches uh, to staying relevant inside of a major crisis. And I, I might suggest to you that even though the pandemic is is a, is a really a big deal for us, uh, it's it's not the first crisis that we've that we've uh, that we've faced, and I might suggest that it, it will not be the last. I totally agree with
1: you because uh, the 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 history is full of um, a lot of crises, some minor, some major, and uh, we are already seeing it. JR, uh, I know you are in a flow of very interesting discussion. I need to take a short break and we'll continue our discussion after the break.
3: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi.
0: This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Uh, We are having uh, very interesting discussions with JR on how leadership impacts a crisis situation, especially how to take care of people's side uh, who are so critical to our business. And in relation to the latest example, which is in front of us, is COVID nineteen pandemic. So JR. you gave a lot of very good insights in the first session. Now we're in second session. I'll let you continue with thought process, which you had started in the session one.
2: Okay, thank you. Thank you, Mahesh. Um, we, we, were, we were really talking about uh, the, the, the monumental impact of leadership on being able to handle a crisis being able to understand it, to be able to move through it and actually at the other end of it come out relevant. Uh, and um, so we see that uh, happening in in positive ways and negative ways. In the, the negative ways, we've seen a lot of businesses just simply go out of business. Uh, we've seen uh, around the world that that um, ways of thinking sometimes just could not be changed so that there were some relevance. I want to give you just one little example. Uh, and again, my frame of reference at this point is uh, is the U.S. And uh, if you look at the the, the the hospitality industry, look at restaurants and specifically, you see that that there were a lot of restaurants in the midst of this crisis in this pandemic that went out of business. Uh, they just they just disappeared. They they ended up closing and they're and they're gone. But you see some restaurants that actually that actually almost uh, almost uh, not almost they did they discovered a new way of doing business. Uh, where they began to do other kinds of options, they began to to uh, uh, do takeout a lot. Uh, be able to connect with uh, with the meal delivery systems and uh, uh, their customers. They're talking to their customers and uh, uh, getting them to pay attention to. Uh, ordering online and uh, to be able to still stay relevant inside of a crisis uh, while others who couldn't use that sort of asymmetric thinking uh, uh, just fell by the wayside. <clears throat> and I, I think, uh, Mahesh, I'm going to uh, begin to focus a little bit on why, why they were successful. What, what did they do? What did that kind of thinking do? That asymmetric thinking do? That 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 just didn't happen in the symmetrical thinking. You know, I think probably one of the most important pieces of that was the way that they communicated. Uh, the way that they communicated with their with their uh, clients, and with. The way that they communicated with their employees, you know, uh, you have uh, in in many businesses the the heart, the the basically the soul of what you do is the people that you work for, and uh, and people are not things, <laughs> and and unless you begin to think about the people, the the, the people that you work with or that work for you or that are in your team or are in your department uh, as something more than just a a vehicle to bring about uh, better performance and profit. Uh, If you think about them that way, you're missing the boat. There are studies that tell us that the loyalty of your employees uh, that the, the the kind of performance you can get is based upon the kind of autonomy that you give your employees. Now, we mm-hmm. understand that everybody can't have the same kind of autonomy, but everyone can have their frame in which they can almost focus independently. Now, what this pandemic did is it moved us into uh, you know to the middle of the future of the workforce by taking everybody out of the office and putting them at home and what a monumental switch in the business model that was it began to give employees uh, some uh, autonomy uh, began to let them began to have a little bit more flexibility in, in what they were doing. Um, it, it began to, to, you began to think about performance as uh, not a place-based thing, but a people-based thing. Mm-hmm. And, and the way you do that is you began to communicate a message to uh, your people, and that message cannot be just a message of business. Now, the most successful uh, um, business entities that that I, I uh, observe in in my research are the ones that did did more than just worry about production and sales and and the economics of their business. But it's those that worried about their business in a more holistic and more inclusive way, okay? Here's just a couple, here's here's an example. Uh, At the beginning of the pandemic, uh, uh, what you had to do if you're running a a business is you, you pretty much close the doors and off your employees go uh, to their respective uh, families or their perspective to their home, uh, wherever it was. And if you just leave them alone, uh, you then get you then begin to get uh, some real issues among your workforce because uh, there's there's this huge. Uh, um, huge unknown this big complexity that's that seems to be out there but people just have a hard time understanding and, and no matter if they're in the leadership or you're in production or if you're in whatever other part of the business uh, that kind of uh, of unknown and that kind of complexity is is bothers people uh, they they can't always they they don't always have the ability to think through what that means. They're listening to the news. They're reading the they're reading their social media. Uh, they're 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 listening to uh, all these conversations. Are uh, this is going to happen or that is going to happen? And this has happened or this isn't going to happen. They're now they're now cloistered uh, quarantined, and so they can't even talk to talk to their friends or, or or talk to anybody the the successful businesses that i observed saw that right away they understood that concept right away so probably the first piece that i would put out there is those businesses that were successful you had quick action they they began to do things immediately.
1: You're so right. I'm I sorry to interrupt you, but the speed in such a situation, uh, it takes precedence, even over elegance, to at least get something done. So people start getting some feeling of being connected and something happening around you. Otherwise, if leadership just sends everybody home, there's nothing. Uh, and now begins the stress because anyway, your social doors are closed just to protect yourself against the, the pandemic no, the reason, and everybody is doing the same. So it's very important what you mentioned, the speed. And also, it, it, sorry, go it, ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. And what I see is also that, you know, how do you bring your heart and soul into it? Because the hardest things which you do in times of crisis is uh, the, the soft things, the soft skills to the play to to really genuinely and sincerely uh, show empathy, show uh, and being com- uh, compassionate, and, and that can only be done if the leader puts himself or herself in the shoes of employees, shoes of customers, and uh, and the broader ecosystem. Which you can be your your stakeholders, your family, your neighbors, and and everything. It seems hard. But uh, you need a lot of resilience in the leaders to simultaneously uh, work on the softness, which is so damn important in such a pandemic of the scale we had, where you really have to take care of people, where everybody is looking for leadership, as well as nobody knows what is happening, what's the future, where it's going to go. And at the same time, business is hard numbers. Business is hard deliveries to customers. It See, the only, only thing is not the products which can be used like an automobile or something, but business is delivering food also. Business is creating food also. People survive on it. Business is on supplying medicine. Business is on taking care of sick people. Business is if, if, if somebody needs help, somebody has a as a pipe bus, say, for example, you need a plumber. Now, how do you do in such situations? The society has to survive and survive safely. So I totally agree with you that speed is very, very important there. Uh, JR, we will take a short break and we will continue this discussion after our break.
3: For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice america.
0: This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We are having discussion on uh, the current subject of pandemic and how some of the leadership traits, uh, the first one, kindness, compassion, and uh, the third one, empathy, how they not not in the same sequence, all playing together on the softness of the leadership to take care of people and, and also in a way the, the human race and society, uh, how it has played a major role in successfully navigating the pandemic till now. So JR, you were talking about how leadership uh, has used that in many different ways to take care of their employees, uh, to keep them in the right frame of mind and connected when they were told when the businesses shut their doors immediately as the pandemic set in that what's the end result which came out of it? How did they move through it? And what worked, what didn't work?
2: Well, that, that's, a, that's a good question. So, so that we talked about the last session about the, um, the, the, the value of acting quickly, the val- value of beginning to make connections and communicate uh, with employees quickly. Now, one of the things that, that there's there's two things for me that 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 uh, that messages. Now, it's it's not good enough for a leader to tell people um, uh, what they think is good, or tell people um, uh, what the values are that they espouse. It's another thing uh, for a leader to send that same message. Okay, so by quick action and by communicating, you begin to build a level of trust with your employees that I suggest may not even have been present prior to the crisis, prior to the pandemic, because what you're doing is you're remembering this basic principle. The basic principle is that we are all people. (laughs) <laughs> and 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 things affect all of us. Uh, and, and it's not just uh, the leaders, but this pandemic is affecting everybody in your system, everybody in your culture. And so they have the same kinds of misgivings. They have the same kind of anxieties that you do. So by actually quickly communicating, uh, you began to, rebuild or build trust with them and by what do i mean by communicating well i'm thinking of uh, i'm thinking of this uh, this some um, uh, manufacturing business who has to close down and and uh, and this is actually i um, um, i did i did just uh, recently a number of interviews um uh, uh, with a uh, uh, a valve company out of um Uh, out of Dubai, uh, and uh, have uh, plants in India also. Uh, And uh, they began to really think through at the beginning of this by pulling groups of leaderships, not just the senior level, uh, you know, the people that are on the 13th floor, but the, the department heads and the um, the uh, aftermarket people and the R and D people and the talent management people, and, and bring them together uh, to begin to really think about how do we uh, make the best out of this. How, how can we? How can we um, keep our our workforce motivated uh, and uh, and actually care for them? You want to begin to tell. Talk about empathy, uh, you, begin to, you begin to see that basic quality, that basic characteristic uh, as becoming forefront in the way that this company actually uh, reacted. One of the ways they be- began to react, began to call all of those team members, all those team members, and began to call all the employees uh, on on their team, or all all of the employees, period. Uh, they began to connect with them. And I mean, connections were not, um, uh, you know, we got to figure out a way for you to start working again and a way for you to do this and that. But they called them and it just asked them basic personal questions. How are you? How is the family? Do you have anything you need? Some people needed food. Some people needed transportation. Some some people got stuck in the pandemic. You know, there were there were employees and, and family members that couldn't make it back to their homes because everything was locked down. Uh, and, and so those kinds of personal questions. Of what, and what and then they went the next step. Now, Hesh, I'm gonna tell you they went the next step. Um, you, you you know a lot about this i know you do sure. yeah, and they went the next step and it wasn't just say it was just a pat on the shoulder and say oh yeah that's that's too bad uh, you know i can i really feel for you that's 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 too bad they actually went the next step and began to put feet on their message okay uh, they began to put feet on their message where where people needed medication they began to identify entities through their organization and outside their organization that could actually help find ways to deliver those medications. You also found people that were having trouble with housing. They were stuck somewhere between housing. Uh, They they just got stuck by the pandemic. And so uh, uh, this, this company uh, put feet to their message and it just wasn't that was too bad it should they should get a, a place for you or you should do this or that they actually helped them find housing and and they even went beyond that next step to actually uh, get uh, places for them to stay in even in even in hotels if they were somebody that actually got uh, positive tests that got it and couldn't didn't have anywhere to go, they, they helped them find places, even even to the extent of paying for them uh, to be lodging. They, 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 uh, they got uh, uh, the, the, the voice from the community was saying uh, for some of them, we're having trouble with getting food. We, uh, and and there, there's a difference between food and food. Some things are healthy for us and some things aren't. Uh, the, this group, this company, actually uh, um, used uh, the chef from uh, its uh, its kitchens. Uh, you know, the, the, they had a, a kitchen that served employees in the plants or plants, and uh, they actually got to the place where they were manufacturing and and packaging food to send out to. To people that were in need because of the pandemic, not just the employees, but their families also. Uh, and then, how do you get them there? How do not only how do you get the food there, or how do you get the medication there, uh, or how do you move people from place to place? But uh, how do you how, how do you do that if there aren't any delivery systems that are there? They actually help with transportation. And understand these are costs to the company, but they are they are not just costs, they are investments. because the what you are buying, what you are investing in is a workforce that is going to begin to put their trust in leadership. And with that, you get autonomy. Autonomy brings you a more, highly performing workforce?
1: Well, I think what you're saying is is very true because if you put people first and and you reach out to them uh, as a team, uh, uh, it may be a small team initially, but as uh, people see there's a setup or there is a nucleus of help, they also, after taking help, start becoming part of it, and that nucleus of providing help and uh, and building empathy for for fellow fellow teammates and others starts growing.
2: Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. And uh, that whole idea of communicating with people is so essential uh, for for leadership. Uh, one of the things that this group also did that I thought was really innovative, uh, they began to have. Uh, um, uh, events or ideas or ways of thinking that could help their employees uh, feel more comfortable in their situations and could also give them something that is sometimes very difficult for leadership to give up and to accept is to give them a voice in the process. And so they did that in very some very innovative ways. You know, they, they uh, were trying to get information out. How do you get information out? Well, you can send them something or you could put something on YouTube and everybody watches, but they actually turned it into a game show uh, where they had their employees and families uh, take part in this uh, in this uh, little event or this ongoing event. Uh, they had a trivia contest. Uh, they had a, uh, they ended up having a book club also that sort of talked about uh, talked about certain books or concepts, and by that in that way, they could begin to sort of feed their message into that. Uh, just a really a brilliant way of coming at this kind of a problem. Yeah, okay. it, it gives you connectivity. Although you, you, are,
1: uh, you, you are away from each other, you're so used to spending your non-sleeping time so much together with the team. Now you're not there. You can't see them, can't feel them. So but that's, that's a very good idea, to keep them connected somehow yeah. and, and, and keep mentally connected through these uh, events.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and the peace that we get from that that I get from that when I look at that is the necessity for leadership and for, uh, for companies to be flexible. You know, if there's, this is, this is the epitome of being flexible inside uh, of a crisis. Instead of, uh, of, of looking at one answer for this crisis You know, the big answer for the crisis in in many parts is to lay everybody off. Everybody goes home. Uh, And and, uh, so uh, that doesn't always work very well. Uh, We see that not only in the restaurant trade, we begin to see it many other places, and we begin to see the changes that the pandemic has has foisted upon us uh, having a big effect in, in, uh, in the retail industries. Um, the hospitality industries, um, you know, we have a lot of these big box stores uh, that, that uh, people have discovered that they might not need quite as much as they thought they did. But the people that I, the, the people, the businesses, the leaders that I think you will find being the most effective and relevant as we begin to move out of this pandemic, are those businesses that were flexible in the way that they approached a the problem? Again, coming back to this symmetrical and, and asymmetrical ways of thinking, they really thought about, and when I say they thought about, they thought about this as teams. This is not one guy, one gal, one one small group of people, but they began to listen to all of these voices. They began to to, to uh, um, condense, uh, uh, collect this data. And then they began to think, they began to analyze the data and then they acted accordingly. That is, that is, that is the epitome of, of great uh, transitional leadership. That's the way leaders uh, act uh, to be successful. And you think you're going to see that more and more as we move out of this pandemic. You're beginning to see that kind of flexibility, that kind of leadership is going to be more important.
1: Yes. And uh, very, very well said, because this is what is the key that these stories will start condensing and there would be a new style of leadership which will emerge post pandemic because we have heard a lot about situational leadership and, you know, inspirational leadership and as many adjectives as you and I can put together. But I am pretty sure with the kind of example uh, you're giving, and I think uh, your research is very valuable and it probably will translate into what is the new leadership? Because before we went into this pandemic, a lot of people were talking about, you know, different kind of organizations, which industries and what kind of organizational leaderships have been successful, established businesses, with established processes, system, or the most successful startup with no rules, no regulations or inside the company for working, not illegal or immoral, all within the business guidelines of government. But in terms of how to get things done, creative ideas were flowing because of not being restricted. So various aspects of leadership were being discussed. I'm very sure listening to you in our past three segments, there will be a new trait or a behavior of leadership which will come out of the research which is going on and and the subjects you have addressed. Jay, are we're going to take a short break and uh, we'll continue in the fourth segment.
3: For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi, Order today at mkjgb.com.
0: This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We had a very intriguing discussion with JR in the first three segments today on the role of leadership in managing pandemic, especially with regard to the soft skill, with regard to the softness, with regard to the empathy, compassion, and many other things which are needed for managing human relations, managing people, managing the psychology of people when everybody is stressed out, how to keep them motivated, how to help them and and how do you keep them engaged when everything around you is not in a very good shape which was during pandemic because several crises unfolded at the same time financial crisis supply side uh, crisis, and uh, uh, you know demand side crisis, and above all the 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 the, the worst of all the health crisis whereas you're not sure of what's going to happen next uh, with the virus. So, JR, you gave uh, some very nice examples beyond uh, sharing your valuable research with us on this subject. I would like to continue on that, that uh, the, the 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 research that you did, and especially with the case studies, which have indicated some of the behavioral aspects of the leadership, which drove... Uh, a trend which um, kept people engaged, motivated, connected, making them more helpful to even each other, not only just the leadership taking a role on it, triggering a behavior where everybody became very helpful to each other and driving uh, uh, the behaviors which help uh, people to be happy, people to be healthy, feeling better in worst of the situation and also uh, helping uh, the businesses
2: to serve their customers. Uh, that's um, uh, that's a good little summary, and it uh, um, really brings us to that point that you're uh, that you're alluding to, and that is that uh, we have lessons that we learn out of every experience in our life, and if we don't learn those lessons, uh, we we have a tendency to repeat the. Experience, but if we learn them and apply them uh, to uh, to our future as we move forward, uh, we then began to make what we so elegantly uh, call progress. Uh, and so, I have to, I, I'd like to look uh, for us here uh, about the lessons that we learn uh, from this crisis, from this pandemic crisis. Uh, and it seems. Um, it seems like we said at the beginning that uh, that this is a sort of a one-off event, but it really isn't. Uh, I, I, I we'll do this again. And what are the lessons that we learned? The first one I want to focus on is this idea of assessing ahead of time, being able to when when you get into it, you begin to figure out what the what the size and the shape and the form and the ramifications of this particular crisis, in our case, this health crisis with pandemic, you begin to quickly assess uh, what needs to be done. Part of that is, as I learned from my research, uh, part of that is looking at the existing resources that you have, uh, looking at what you have and beginning to see how you might be able to repurpose them or how you might be able to use them as they exist in order to stay relevant inside of the crisis. good example of this is the company that I was talking about before the break uh, who basically figured out that the best way to do this uh, was to begin to uh, to move people home as a lot of organizations did, uh, began to move them home, but they went one step beyond just saying, okay, you can work from home. Uh, they supplied equipment. They've supplied training. They supplied uh, uh, people to visit the homes and to install the equipment and to make sure it was running. So they thought about this holistically. And, and so one of the things we take from this is that you have to be able to do a valued assessment at the beginning uh, in order to be able to turn it into action. Uh, the next thing is the thinking that needs to be done is, 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 is inclusive. Uh, you cannot think about what your response to a crisis is going to be using one strategy. Uh, you can use you can use uh, you can use as many strategies that are needed. Uh, Mahesh, you and I remember a good friend uh, who taught us finance at Oxford, who would tell us uh, that there is no perfect strategy. There's just a whole bunch of strategies that are, that are good enough. And so what you have to do is be inclusive enough inside of your, um, your thinking uh, and your strategizing to be able to use what works. And if it doesn't work, be able to go to another strategy. Understanding that inside of this, that thinking has to be inclusive, but it also has to be accountable. So these can't; these have to be things that are based upon uh, uh, voices from the entire community. You have to hear from people. You have to collect the data from the people that are being effective in order to make a more uh, a more valued decision. One of the things that this that this pandemic is going to teach us, as as uh, as we should learn from uh, other crises. Is that it will tighten? Uh, it, 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 will, it will tighten our processes. Uh, we're discovering that a lot of things uh, that um, were sort of loose uh, in the um, in the way that we do business uh, can be tightened. Uh, my my uh, quick example here is the gentleman that was uh, with this valve company I was talking to you about. Uh, who was in charge of aftermarket. And he talked about the way that they would handle aftermarket situations. You know, you'd, you'd get a guy, you'd get him on a plane, uh, you'd send him to this place and he'd be there and he would go and he would talk to the customer and he would help with a solution. And then he'd come home. The lesson was that can be done. Most of that can be done uh, simply by uh, technology and by doing that when when uh, when the the employee uh, the the agent the the, uh, the the staff that has to do that kind of traveling that can do it for situations that require that kind of treatment uh, and not just not just as a a, a a basic standard one of the things that that the tightening of process is It also increases the performance. It's interesting how when people are given autonomy, uh, they have a tendency to perform better. And that's one of the little lessons that we have learned out of this. The other thing is, is to pay attention to the systems that we've thought about and think about for so long. You know, in a business model, the important thing is not the place. The important thing is the performance. And one of the discoveries that we have made is that performance can be enhanced by providing uh, alternatives uh, in the in the in the production process. Uh, things like. Uh, The way we pay people, for example, Uh, we've paid people for generations based upon the place. You come to work uh, and you come to a place to do some work and you get get paid for your presence at work. Uh, One of the lessons that we're learning is that payment might be better applied if we paid for performance and not for presence. And that's so a really good point. that's a brilliant point. And, and so it's a, it's a way to think about what you actually want when you hire, you're not actually hiring a person, you're hiring a performance and you are hiring a very specific set of skills, which a person has, uh, and and that, is, uh, that, that might be a better way for us to think about it. Now, the next piece is uh, uh, the way that we, that we assess risk. Uh, the way that we assess risk actually has a lot to do with the idea of valuing people. Um, who do we give and when we assess our risk? Whose whose voices do we give value to? We have for too long sort of given value to a close knit set of uh, of of actors, of individuals, of of positions. I would say uh, that we uh, whether we want to give want to give this message or not becomes the message uh, that they're the ones that have valued opinions and. Uh, and the other people, other people in the organization don't have valued opinions. Um, changing the way we assess risks, which really leads to our willingness to act, should be inclusive as well. Um, we need to change the way we think about this, think about our employees, think about the value of our people as part of our character, not of our cause. What does that mean? Uh, you know, this has to be something that becomes part of our character as a leader. Uh, there's a long discussion that can happen on what, what is the character of a leader? How, what, what, what does it even mean to have a leadership character? Uh, we, leaders tend to have a tendency sometimes to focus on a cause. We've got to hit this performance. Uh, we've got to hit this uh, these dollars. We've got to get this many customers. We've got to increase this market. Uh, those are not bad things, but the way you get there has something to do with your character, and it it it, it gives value to people inside of the production chain. Uh, it it gives value to their voice, and then the last little piece that I would give here is is a lesson learned is that we have to plan. We have to strategize. We have to plan for the unexpected. And uh, so how can you plan for something that's not expected? Well, I suggest that one of the things you do is you think about systems rather than symptoms, okay? Let's Let's think about this COVID as... As a as a, a a systemic problem rather than a than a a symptom problem, we have a deal. We have a tendency to deal with symptoms all the time. I I think in 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 my uh, my home country, the United States, uh, we look at uh, at public policy, for example, uh, over the last uh, I'm going to say more the last few generations. Uh, based upon what the symptoms are of of, um, uh, uh, of of systems that are dysfunctional, and so we put all kinds of money into mitigating these symptoms. But when the money goes away, the system hasn't changes hasn't changed, so it begins to happen again. You begin to see the same kind of symptoms again. When we plan for the unexpected, we have to think about what kind of systems does our business have in place, does our organization have in place that will deal with a crisis if a crisis happens, no matter if it's a pandemic or if it's a a tsunami Uh, or if it's a a weather condition, or if it's a a recession. Uh, We can, by thinking, using this inclusive thinking, by using this idea of being accountable, by being able to think about realistically tightening our systems, strengthening them so that they're ready to deal with the next crisis. Perfect. And
1: very well said, JR I really thank you so much. Unfortunately, we are running out of time. So thank you so much for such brilliant insights and I congratulate you for your research. Very valuable learning for me, myself uh, as a person, as well as for all our listeners. I really appreciate it. And I am very sure that your research will be really helpful to the leadership community and, and, people in general, uh, to see how do you use empathy, connectivity with people to to manage situations, like as you rightly said, not only pandemic, tsunami. It could be localized crisis or a global crisis. And thank you so much. And I'm very sure your research also indicates, uh, as you mentioned, that the, the leadership will have to think new ways of leading people, basis the learnings Uh, I would rather say the massive learning of managing uh, uh, day-to-day affairs during the pandemic. Thank you so much, uh, JR.
2: It was uh, uh, most enjoyable to talk with you again, Mahesh. And um, it is my hope that um, uh, our next pandemic uh, will be um, surprised by our readiness.
1: Thank you so much. Appreciate your time.
0: You've been listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a good week.